Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. I'm very excited today to be talking all about using Pinterest to learn about your customers and community. But first, I want to tell you about a group coaching opportunity I'll be offering. I'm getting ready to launch an eight-week in-depth live Pinterest training, which will be offered to a select few. I'm really wanting to keep the class sizes down so we can really work together to get your Pinterest account driving traffic and giving you the results you need for your business. If you're interested in finding out more, send me an email at jeff at manlypinteresttips.com. I'm very lucky to have Danielle Miller on the show with me today. Danielle Miller is a marketing coach, keynote speaker, and small business enthusiast. Danielle has designed multiple social media marketing campaigns with a consistent track record of collecting over 5,000 new leads within the first 90 days. Her company, Miller Media Management, is the top-rated social media company in Maui, Hawaii. Danielle is the social media manager for WedTech, the first-to-market wedding conference, and Brio Ice Cream, a national food brand made by the co-founders of Earth's Best Baby Food. In her spare time, Danielle is also an Adventure Maui instructor teaching continuing education classes at the University of Hawaii Maui campus. Now, this interview that I did with Danielle was a live show where the audience is able to interact with myself, guests, and each other. If you'd like to be a part of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinteresttips.com and join our email community to find out when our next live show is. Come join us, where you can ask your own questions during the show. Danielle was a blast to talk to, and I know you're going to get a ton of value from her tips today. So let's jump right into my conversation with Danielle Miller. Yes, yes. So as I'm talking with Danielle, if any of you uh, in our live audience has questions, make sure to ask your questions in the stream, and we will try to get th- to them uh, during the show today. So today we are going to be talking about how to uh, on Pinterest on how to, uh, to learn more about your customers and community. Um, but first, Danielle, I want to know how you got started in social media and ended up uh, kind of where you're at. Well, um, when I graduated college with my degree in marketing, I actually went into a lot of different things first. I went in, I was the director of programs and events for a chamber of commerce. I was a realtor. I was a bartender. You know, I had all those odd jobs. And every time uh, the companies I was working for would always ask me to uh, take on their social media and beyond that to teach others how to manage their own social media. And so when I moved to Maui, Hawaii, I was convinced it wouldn't happen again. I I actually started nannying and I was like, there's no way it's gonna happen again. And lo and behold, it did. One of the mothers needed help with her social media. And at that point I just said, why am I fighting it? I love social media. I love building communities and let's do it full time. Gotcha, So, so how did you get involved in Pinterest and how long have you been kind of on that platform? 
Um, I actually started in Pinterest back when it was in beta mode and I started with a personal account um, and I, I got super excited. Actually, this is kind of funny. Um, you know, those palettes and palette crafts and stuff. Right. So on my personal account, I started a board about palette crafts and within a week I had 400 followers and I just, I got so excited. I got really into it and I decided to open one for my business and see if I could gain any traction. Um, and right away I fell in love with it and really for my clients, it is the network that produces the most results. Really? Now, when you say most yeah. results, do you mean leads and conversions or because, you know, we've had this conversation with people before that, um, you know, it's great to have all those followers, but if stuff isn't conversion, it doesn't matter. Right. So it, for us, um, the first conversion we always see is web traffic. So mm -hmm. in Google Analytics, it's really easy for us to go and see how much traffic's coming from Pinterest. And I, I noticed that it skyrockets for us, uh, for me and my clients after a few months of putting some energy there. And beyond that, also converting to um, email subscribers based on the website traffic. So being to, being able to convert people from just reading a blog to then signing up for an email newsletter or an opt-in gift. Gotcha. Well, I know my friend, Elisa Meredith, one of her clients, I mean, they get all, I like, I think, uh, like something like 80% of all their leads come from Pinterest, which is incredible for me. And so f for me, it, it's a, a way to have, well, Pinterest has the longest term traffic for almost yes. everybody. And so being able to have set up a lead generation system and let it kind of sit there by itself for a while and have all that long-term traffic makes a lot of sense, at least for, you know, time productivity for me, at least. So absolutely, very cool. So, um, you know, I think Pinterest isn't a place where I think a lot of companies first think about when they're doing research on their customers. So why do you think that is? And what are some tips that you would give for people to, you know, like look at what, what, wherever, where should I even start on Pinterest? love that question. So one of the reasons I think people don't think to look at Pinterest to do customer research is because they don't quite understand how people use Pinterest. When people use Pinterest, they're, they're in essence building an entire profile that represents their personality. It represents all the, the spectrum of things that they love. And so for me, it's a natural tool to help figure out what your customers might be into. Um, in in the complementary sense so for example if i do marketing but somebody's also into gardening i might do a blog post about the top five marketing tips gardeners get and mm. and combining those two really unique angles is is awesome for reaching those target customers so yeah. uh part two of your question how to get started yeah yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's a question here that she goes, uh, you mentioned, uh, this is uh, LIL uh, Inspiration says, you mentioned getting leads through Pinterest. How is that done? So I think a lot of people are question, are thinking, how do I even start generating leads for Pinterest? Because I was just there doing like what you did and pinning stuff about pallets and things that are interesting. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can build a house out of pallets, but we want to go and see how, how you can get leads. And so kind of walk somebody through a kind of a, a general idea of doing that on Pinterest. Awesome. Um, I can walk you through what happened to me on a Saturday morning. So about two and a half years ago, on a Saturday morning, I was inspired to make some little printable marketing worksheets for myself and my clients. And then I took those worksheets and I decided to give them away as a subscriber gift. So as a gift that people receive when they join my newsletter. And 
Then I created a pin, an image, a pinnable image that showed that those gifts, you know, were available for my newsletter subscribers. Mm-hmm. I made a page of my website that said, you know, here's some cool worksheets you can have and here's where you can sign up to get them. Tell me where to send your worksheets. And um, then that led to the opt-in form where people would join my email list. Flash forward two and a half years later, that pin has almost 3,000 repins. Wow. Um, and it consistently gets about 100 new email subscribers joining my list every month. Wow. Now, do you go and update that pin any, or is that just sitting out there continually uh, generating traffic for you? Do you? I mean, do you monitor and make multiple pins, or, or how do you use that? Um, I, I monitor it regularly because about a year and a half ago, I found out that Pinterest felt the, the source link was a spam link. Mm. And so I had to redirect it to my website instead of just to my opt-in form. Right. Um, Cause you know, Pinterest doesn't like those hard walls. Right. And I also monitor it regularly for spam comments. So I'm, I love Pinterest so much when I see spammers leaving those, you know, link dropping comments. I not only delete them, I report them. Right. Because um, <laughs> I want to keep Pinterest as awesome as it is now. Right. And exactly. so, yeah, so I do regularly check it. And I actually went through and I update my worksheets. So sometimes I'll add a comment that says, you know, new 2016 worksheets are now available. Very cool. Uh, another question I have, because, and, and this is important to point out as well, uh, you mentioned that they want you to go to an actual website and mm-hmm. that has content on it, just not, not straight to an opt-in form, and that's very important. It's also very important, like if you're going to promote, let's say you want to make a promoted pin on that opt-in, you need to take it to a actual page that has content on it and, and a lot of content on it, and then having a maybe an opt-in at the bottom. You don't still don't want to take it, they'll reject that pin if you're trying to promote it for uh, an, an opt-in form. So you gotta be really careful on those promoted pins. So, Definitely. Well, do you ever experiment with having multiple, like you have that opt-in page that's doing, sounds like it's doing awesome for you. Do you have multiple pins that pin to that same page or you just have that one pin? You know, I got lucky um, and it's working. So where I, I like to not, not fix anything that's not broken. Right. Um, <laughs> so I haven't, I did test two versions. I tested a really long version and a short version. And naturally the longer one takes up more real estate on Pinterest and gets more attention. So it performed better. So um, I just, I run with the one image since then. Gotcha. Well, we have some questions I want to jump to before we keep going with some other questions I have for you. But uh, natural mix all mix mix all log. I can't. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But she goes. <laughs> she's struggling right now with. She's not getting the traffic on Pinterest. So, what are okay. some some great uh, maybe some easy ideas that you could give the, the our audience on creating traffic on Pinterest? Beautiful question. Thank you. So, when it comes to creating traffic on Pinterest, the you always have to look one step before. So before you can have traffic, you need to make sure you're getting impressions, right? You need to make sure people are actually seeing your pin. So look in Pinterest analytics, look at your impressions and look at your um, monthly viewers. If those numbers are high, but you're not getting clicks, start looking into it. Do you have a call to action in your pin description? Do you say, um, do you have a nice catchy headline and then say something like, oh, plus I love bonus tip number six. So definitely check out the article, you know, something to really get people to click all the way through. Um, 
the other way for me, if you're ha if you're having trouble with impressions, are you a member of group boards? If you're not already a member of multiple group boards, then you should be jumping on Pingroupy, searching out your group boards and requesting to join them because pinning to group boards will help skyrocket your impressions. Very, very cool. Um, I want to jump back and I want you to talk a little bit for some people who may not be um, really familiar with Pinterest analytics. Uh, one of the things mm -hmm. you, this is when we're talking about Pinterest analytics, we're talking about uh, Pinterest for business. So your account is set up as a business account. Mm -hmm. That's very, very important. And if you don't have it as a business account and I didn't have mine that way for a long time. Uh, it's super, I was, cause I was scared to switch it cause I had a bunch of followers and I didn't want to, <laughs> I was so paranoid, but it's seamless. You just, you pretty much click. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. You just click a button and it switches over. And so, but that the analytics and promoted pins and a lot of other cool things are only available for, if you have a Pinterest for business account. Uh, I think if you go to mm -hmm. pinterest.business.com, I think is, um, other way oh, around business.pinterest.com yeah to go set those those uh, business account up so anyway so run yep. them through kind of a basic overview of uh, pinterest analytics because once you do have that business account uh you have some awesome resources with those analytics that pinterest does for you uh yes pinterest analytics is my favorite thing it's funny as much as we love looking at pinterest in our newsfeed i've actually developed a habit where i will not check pinterest without checking my analytics um it's it's fun to look at so to access the analytics from the first place you just uh once you're logged into your pinterest account oh sorry about that we go to analytics.pinterest.com easy peasy when you land on your analytics homepage, you see three nice boxes the first box give you gives you an overview of how your profile is doing how many impressions it's getting how many viewers it's getting what are your top pins this middle section talks about your audience so how many viewers so there's a difference between impressions which is how many times your pin appears on the pinterest screen versus viewers which is how many times somebody actually scrolled and saw your pin um and so the audience section of pinterest analytics will let you know your viewers and your engaged um people so engaged people are those who are clicking mm -hmm. on it and then the third box of pinterest analytics speaks to activity from your website and in order to unlock that box you have to verify your website with pinterest um, and once you do that you can find out who who's pinning content from your website how often you're getting those pins and how much of your content is getting seen by people on a daily basis very cool very good very good overview um let's say i'm a, a brand new to pinterest i'm, I'm a newbie what uh, stat should I be looking at kind of first what one what's the most important when I'm trying I'm trying to build my Pinterest account I'm trying to get traffic to my website what stat should I be tracking first so the very first thing that you need to to be building momentum for Pinterest success is you need impressions impressions are how many times your pins are showing up on Pinterest and then from impressions you need viewers so you need profile impressions first then you're going to look at the your audience section and build your viewers number once your viewers number is up you're going to focus on building your 
engaged number, which is also under the Your Audience tab. Once you've got people interacting, once you've got their attention, then you're able to get them to click over to your website and start getting website traffic, which is the third box activity from your website. Very, very cool. So yeah, just move right across that Pinterest screen from left to right and uh, build those numbers and you'll you'll get there. Okay, well, hey, uh, Ben has a great question. He goes, what's considered a high number of impressions? 100s, 1000s, 10,000s. So what what would what would you say on that? Um, well, I had my uh, impressions up over 200,000. So and I have about 2800 followers. I think that what you should do is instead of setting a baseline number across everything, consider it in relationship to your followers. So if you have under a thousand followers, I'd say anything um, around the 50,000 impressions number is, a, is that's a good start. When you get up into, you know, where you have 2000 or 2500 followers, start reaching for the six digit impression. So 100,000, 200,000. And then, Jeff, I'm, I'm very curious to know, with somebody with uh, over 25,000 followers, I think you're up to, what, 30,000 now? I haven't checked. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> do you know? I, I'd have to go back and do you know where your impressions are? I have to go back and look. I haven't ch uh, checked that. And, and, and because that, that um, brings me to a next the other question, because I, I, I use I go in there and check it, but I'm a big Tailwind fan. I use Tailwind Analytics for oh, for yes. my my thing. And and there was a question earlier about group boards. Like, what are group boards? Well, uh, group boards are boards that you sh you can open up to as many people as you want to actually pin to, and it shows up on your profile. Uh, you can limit those to just one person. Like, uh, I have a a group board with Peg Fitzpatrick um, on its instant Instagram tips, and just her and I curate content to that. Uh, so. So it, it, it's they're very very powerful, but they're also if you join group boards using uh, that that website it was called pingroupie.com uh, lets you search out great group boards that um, are specific to your topic. Then you have one more place to pin your pins. In fact. Uh, that's what we do. I run the Pinterest account for Social Media Examiner, and so we are we have very select few uh, group boards that we pin to. But that's just one more place for people to see our content and to uh, put them out there. Uh, and I mentioned Tailwind before, and I'm a big fan. They have a thing called, and I I really kind of stunk at group boards for a long time because I would just forget about them, and it was I just and. It, Anyway, but uh, Tailwind has a thing called interval pinning, which lets me set up. I can list all my group boards out. I can say I want to pin uh, today, but I want a interval of one day for all these group boards so it doesn't just dump them all on group boards one at a time. And so it trickles them out slowly, and it has really boosted my group board um, thing. And I think Tailwind has a free trial, so it's uh, tailwindapp.com if you guys want to check that out. But it's a great thing. It's really changed the way I do my group board. So, uh, Daniel, what's your group board strategy? I know uh, you're a big fan of them as well. So um, my group board strategy, first, it starts all the way back when I'm picking which group boards to join. So when I visit Ping Groupie, I, um, it defaults to showing your search results ordered by the number of collaborators, which means how many people are, are participating and pinning to that board. I switch that and I order my search results by the number of repins because what we're looking for when we pin to group boards is not just the impression. We're looking for it to, to get the ripples, get the shares, get the repins. So I pick, I intentionally pick group boards that have a high number of contributors and a high number of repins. 
then you request to join and requesting to join is different depending on which group board you're a part of. Look for the group board description and usually there's instructions in there. Um, and then once I'm accepted, I have a whole nother strategy. So <laughs> once I'm a member of a group board, um, I like to first take any pin that I'm adding to Pinterest. I'm a I'm a big fresh content pinner as opposed to re-pinner. Mm -hmm. I like to go out and search for articles and then add them to Pinterest. And so when I'm adding a new article to Pinterest, I pin it to one of my own boards first. Right. Then I, I wait 24 hours and I re-pin my own pin onto the group boards. That strategy is important because th from then on, anybody on the group boards who's repinning your pin, they're going to get that little pop-up notice recommending that they follow your board. Right, right. Very, very good strategy. The other thing is I want to mention with group boards is make sure you follow the rules. Uh, to be honest, the, the really good uh, group boards are not open. They're select on who they let in. Mm -hmm. And so... If you get in one of those group boards, follow the instructions. If they say they only want one pin a day and they want it not to be your content or they want it to be, you know, they want to have a mix of things, then follow those rules because or else you'll get booted out. And so, you know, it's not your it's not anybody's fault but your own if you don't follow the rules of that group boards. But group boards are a great strategy, especially when you start uh, are getting started on Pinterest. It's a great way to get your account boosted uh, uh, really quickly uh, if you if you do the right things and aren't spammy and, and, and share other people's content. So it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, thing as well. Uh, a question here. Um, she was, uh, there's another question about, do you promote your pins? Like, let's say you do have a great lead generation pin that you're, you're doing to convert to like a newsletter subscription on your website. Do you promote that pin? Um, up until now, I, I haven't had to invest. I've invested actually $17 since the beginning of my Pinterest account. Um, and that was simply to to test it. I want it as a marketer. I love to test right. things. So I wanted to see what they were all about. And um, so I have promoted pins, but I don't do it regularly. Although for my clients um, who have a product that they're trying to sell and have a whole lead generation funnel set up when somebody's on their email list, maybe they're getting an email sequence that sells their product. Once we have that whole email funnel set up and it's working, then I jump on the promoted pin bandwagon um, as part of my marketing campaigns. In fact, you mentioned earlier the 5,000 new leads in 90 days. And so I usually use a combination of Facebook ads and Pinterest ads to accomplish that goal. Yeah, and that's a good point because I think you and I have the same strategy on that. I kind of th think of uh, Facebook ads as lighting the fire. They're really fast, so you can get really targeted, you can get some stuff going. And then those promoted pins for me are long-term. I'm getting my content out on a bunch of boards where they'll be pinned later and that traffic will long-term start to come in. So I think that's an awesome strategy that a lot of people don't do, but mixing those up and, you know, you know, a lot of people grab about Facebook, but man, you can target like t crazy on Facebook and it's, <laughs> and it's really handy. So uh, mixing up strategies between platform can really uh, benefit your clients and, and also your, your small business. So um, here's another question. And I, if you can answer this question, I'd love to know it myself. But she goes, uh, Jeremy's asked, how can we make our Pinterest pins more viral? That's a tough question. It is a tough question. Um one of the biggest things I see is people are afraid to put a little personality into their pin descriptions. 
And I have found that if you, you go ahead and use the first person, like that pin that has nearly 3000 repins, um, the pin description actually says something like, I love this. I just use these printables to plan out my year and they worked great. So, you know, get fun with it and then just make sure that you're also using keywords. Hmm. If you haven't done any kind of keyword research for Pinterest, the very first thing you should do is take your keyword, go to Pinterest and up in the search bar, type in your keyword. But before you hit enter, look at what other suggestions come up. What are those top five um, suggestions to your keyword? Do you have a board for each one of those suggestions? Are you using variations of those suggestions in your pin description? Because you do want to get your stuff to show up in search. And um, if you have a unique description there and unique keywords, you have to have them in your description to show up. Yeah, very cool. So that I think that's a huge point that you really need to optimize not just your uh, your pin descriptions and titles, but also your board descriptions and titles, because those also rank in Google. In fact, uh, I always say this, but one of my, uh, the board, uh, if you search instant <laughs> interest, uh, um, what is it? Uh, instant Instagram tips. Uh, the board that I have with Peg Fitzpatrick, and they it ranks in Google. It's there. So remember that when you're writing your uh, board titles that you're thinking, okay, what would be a good description? And you can go back and change those as well. So uh, really optimize those uh, titles and descriptions. So um, there's another question after the viral one. So uh, where is it? I lost it. But um, what with, – with your um, – w- when you're diving in trying to um, – figure out what your your audience wants because for me when i'm pinning mm-hmm. pinterest pins i'm trying i'm always concerned about my audience i'm looking to see what yes. does my audience want uh i'm pinning content and repinning content that i think they will find value to so i'm a small business how do i find out do i do competitor research on pinterest how do i do that <laughs> um there's a lot of strategies and looking at your competitors is a fantastic place to start so Um, One way to to do that would just simply be to go to your competitor's Pinterest page and see, go to hit the pins button, uh, the pins option on their profile to see what their most recent activity is, Mm. see what they've been pinning. Um, That way you can get an idea of where they're headed or what what strategy they're using right now. Um, You can also quickly scan through for any pins that have a lot of repins on them and get an idea for did they use a fantastic image with bright colors? Was it vertical so it took up more real estate? Did it have text on the image so that it caught people's attention? Um, but after, once you've kind of looked at your, your competitor and now you're trying to incorporate your own voice, you can use Pinterest analytics to do a little customer research. Mm. So if you go to analytics.pinterest.com, and then you go to the Your Audience tab. And within Your Audience, there's Demographics and there's Interests. So then switch over to the Interests tab. And what you're gonna find on that screen is you're going to be able to see boards that have lots of your pins on them. So these are kind of like your top fans, the people who, when you pin something, they're ready to repin it. Go and click into their boards and then click over to their profiles. Who are they? 
are they a business? Are they a, uh, an individual? Are they using Pinterest um, to collect ideas for what kind of topics? Upcoming parties, gardening, natural remedies, cars, you know, kind of do a little profile, mm. write, write yourself a little profile as to who this person is. And then I like to go into to, to their pins and see what their most recent pins have been about. And when I go to write this week's blog post, I might write a blog post specific, specifically for this uh, Sally solopreneur right. and what she's into right now. Um, and, and that's a great way to get to know your customers. Very good. Very cool idea. Um, one of the things that, you know, I think a lot of people do is they, when they first get started, they use the spray and pray concept concept. They're just, they're putting all sorts of things yeah. out there and praying something sticks. Um, I don't have any problem. And I, and I advocated a lot of showing different sides of your personality when you're pinning, uh, but also to think about, your audience. And we talked about that earlier. Um, and what you just gave examples of is a great way to really hone in on your audience. And I'm a bit, I don't pin anything that's, uh, has is out of date. In fact, the first thing I do when I look at a repin, and this is the thing everybody needs to do. Don't just click the repin, make sure those links are going back to something that is real <laughs> and not spam. Uh, I don't care. Um, how pretty the image is. If it's going back to statistics of 2002's flip phones, it's not going to be important to my audience. So um, even the big social media people do this. I see it all the time. They're just repinning something that looks great, but the it's, it's data that's worthless to my audience. So think of your audience every time that you are um, repinning. So what are your thoughts on repins? Oh, I, I so love that point that you just brought up. When I see a pin that is, is a scenario like that, it's kind of got this virility to it. It's getting a lot of repins. Their image is great, but the information is just totally out of date. That should be your light bulb moment. I can be the one who updates this information, makes a picture that's equally as beautiful, and put it out on Pinterest, and I can be the next one to go viral. So... When you come across those pins that you're like, bummer, I really don't want to repin this, I actually end up pinning them onto a secret right. board. So as kind of blog content inspiration. Um, and, and that can be a really powerful way to repin. The other thing I do when it comes to repins is um, I like to look through the boards it's been repinned onto and get ideas for other board names or like-minded content because one of the toughest things that we have to do when we're trying to market our business is get inside the mind of our customer. We have to try to learn how to speak like them. So where I might call it email marketing, somebody else might call it a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so I can look at their board and I can see what they're naming their board to get an idea for how my customer might speak or the word that they might be searching for, it's their, their language. Very, very important. And that's another thing. When you guys are, are naming boards, don't just put stuff like stuff I love. That gives that gives me no, there's no, I mean, if you're doing a personal account, that's one thing. But if you're trying to do it for a business, don't do stuff like that. Make it sure it's, like we talked about earlier, that it's descriptive, has great board, board titles. Um, I'm really interested to know what you think about um, uh, scheduling tools. Do you use scheduling yeah. tools on... Um, uh, for your Pinterest account? And what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, I've tried a few. So I've tried uh, Traffic Walker, Tailwind, and Buffer. Mm -hmm. um, and I like them. They're incredibly handy. Uh, however, <laughs> I am a Pinterest addict and I love Pinterest. So if I have time, I'd rather just go pin live. Right. Um, it also gives me the opportunity to kind of see what's trending in the moment. So yes, I like using scheduling tools. I like when I love the interval scheduling with Tailwind. That was like the most uh, beautiful right. feature. It was like, you know, kid on Christmas morning right. when I saw that one. So, um, so I love it. I love scheduling. I love the interval scheduling. Just yeah. yeah I, uh, can't, you can't pull me away from I Pinterest. You. I like yeah. it too much. Well, see, I, I usually do or my organic stuff in the morning, in the afternoon, and then I schedule stuff through the day. Um, just just because and i usually schedule stuff that i find fun throughout the day to trickle mm -hmm. it out but um yeah i think they're great um the other question i have do you repin more let's say you find a great article some, for somebody else it's not your content mm -hmm. do you repin that more than once or to multiple group boards or do you just do it one time for your audience or, or what is your strategy on that nope i repin it more than okay. once I definitely do um and i do that because i i firmly believe in in providing value to the customer. And if I pin it uh, tomorrow morning, Friday morning, and I only pin it once, the folks who are on Pinterest on Saturday morning probably won't see it. So I'm likely to then repin that pin onto a group board Saturday morning. And beyond that, I actually have one board that I call my best of business board. And the, art, the pins that I add to that board actually get emailed out as a weekly newsletter on Tuesday mornings. So it gets them a huge pop of exposure on Tuesday mornings um, when everybody gets that email with these new pins. And so in that sense, I use that board to promote any content that I just I would give the gold star to. Very, very cool. Uh, we had some questions about uh, which um, tools to use to schedule Pinterest. And Kim Vidge, thank you so much, Kim, for putting those uh, on there. There's Tailwind, Buffer, Viral Tag, Board Booster are a few. Thanks, Kim, for jumping in there and answering those questions for us. Yeah, I, I have a question uh, for you. Uh, one of the things that – what is your favorite, like, call to action that you use on Pinterest? Is there mm. one that you like more than others? Good question. Um my favorite call to action is is actually more of like an, an open hook. Mm. So I like to I like to leave leave that open ended bit of mystery. So I like to, if I'm reading an article that is the ten best tips for organizing your office, then my call to action is I love tip number six. So you should you know go click through to find find out what it is. Very um, cool. I think those are fun. Yeah, I, I did the same thing when I would share on a different network to drive them back to my Pinterest account. I would say, here, here are the mm -hmm. tips, one, two, three. There's six more. You need to go check them out. So that, that's, that's a great uh, way to do that. So, okay, here's kind of uh, what we're kind of winding down towards the end, and I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. Thanks so much. You guys have got uh, – you guys have asked some great questions in the comments, and, and Danielle, you're – we're going to have to have you on again because I know I want to I want to pick your brain a lot more. So, but let's say I have a boss who is a little hesitant on this social media slash Pinterest thing. How do can I do a, like a proof of content a concept or show him what the ROI will be for this Pinterest thing if we if we go down that road? Awesome question. Okay, so here's what you can do: um, ask your boss for for about one hour a week for thirty days. 
that you can dedicate to Pinterest. A lot of bosses will find that fairly reasonable. Um, and then go in, first step, go into Google Analytics, find the most popular page of that website, the one that's getting the most hits, that's showing up the most. Um, make sure that that idea, it's usually a blog article. So check to make sure that blog article has a nice, beautiful vertical image on it, that it's pinnable. If it doesn't, add one. And then pin that image start requesting to join group boards in week one spend your first hour just building 10 boards with four pins each so your profile looks nice and then request to join group boards for the rest of that hour take that one amazing article with that one amazing image and once it's been pinned to your board repin it onto a different group board every day for um for you know 10 days or however many group boards you're a member of then make sure that you're going back into your Google Analytics and looking to see, is this pin driving traffic? And once you, what'll happen is once you've been repinning onto a group board and it's gotten a couple pops of exposure, you, you will see traffic is coming to that blog article from Pinterest. And that should be what you need to hand your um, boss proof, total proof of concept that, hey, it took me, yes, it took the system right. 30 days to, to get it into action, but now we're seeing, you know, 10% of our web web traffic to that page is coming from Pinterest. Very, very cool. That's, I mean, that's very important. You know, social media is not a magic button that you just press that it magically happens. It does take work, but that example that you gave is just uh, perfect. And if you guys are struggling with, you know, getting started or your boss, you need to go rewind that and listen to what Danielle said, because it's a great, a great way to, to show uh, to your boss and to uh, other people that yes, this stuff actually works. So Danielle, I always ask this for um, my guests, where can we find out uh, about you and your services? Where's the best place to find you? Uh, best place to start is on my website, which is mmmsocialmedia.com. And from there, come find me on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. I'm out there at mmmsocialmedia.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. And as for always, we'd love for you guys to go over to mainlypinteresttips.com, click on the sidebar and subscribe to our email community. So you'll never miss one of the great guests we have, like we had with Danielle today, because at mainlypinteresttips.com, we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See you next time, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank you joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.